Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com tickets to book now. coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com aftermath is actually my favorite star Wars. i novel. love aftermath if you're willing to get through some of like the most like in like in-depth detailed descriptions of certain things like it's just that and that's what i love i love knowing all the like ins and outs like there's one the one scene where they go and they steal the tie fighters and they just like go through and talk about the tie fighter maneuverability and how it can like stop in midair and turn and shoot left and right and stuff i was like that's so cool i didn't know that about tie fighters and now i know more so yep yeah whenever i'm not a huge book guy Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a huge book guy, but that is my favorite one. It's so funny because like I've I've interviewed all the authors and stuff, so I've had to like skim through books just sure. before I get on shows. So it's just like yeah, I can't. I'm just not a novel guy. We had we had Mark Thompson on, and he uh, he's done a lot of the a lot of the Star Wars books, and so like oh, that yeah. was really yep. that was really cool. And and I I've told him before I was like, you're the only reason why I enjoy Star Wars books, just because like for me like 100%. I grew up listening I I grew up listening to Jim Dale with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so for yeah. me, just like an audio book is like a theatrical experience. It's like a movie in your head. And so like, that's how yeah. I enjoy my books is being read to me so that I have the time to paint the picture in my head and not yeah. like read the pages. Um, yeah. So like, that's why I love the Star Wars books and like aftermath. Like the only reason like I enjoyed it is because of all the characters and like how yeah. he just went about doing that performance. 
That's why I like the Tempest Runner, because it was fully voice acted. There was no descriptions or anything. It was yeah. literally just a, a yeah. play played out on the uh, on audio, so it was really nice. Yeah, I like uh, the Dooku book is cool that way, too. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the old, you're talking about the old Dooku book, like from 20-something teen? <laughs> it's been... uh, the one by Kevin Scott, the audio play that they did? With yes, the, yes. Okay, good, yeah, yeah. good, good. Yep. Yeah, that one yep. is, is very good. That's I read really cool. that one was years ago. Um, I also read Ronin. Uh, and Tim didn't read Ronin, so so that honestly, so I they sent me an advanced copy of that, and I was itching to talk about it because I really I thought it was it was very cool. It's like just you just separate yourself from your usual Star Wars mind and just enjoy the book, and that that one was good. It was just fun. That was what it was like a departure from what we know, and I think that was the fun part. It was just like here's this new fun adventure of familiar things that aren't so familiar. Yep, it was a no pressure novel. There wasn't a lot riding on it. It was just yep, cool. Yep, yeah, yep. that's the exact same feeling. So cool. But uh, Pete, welcome to the show, Pete from around the oh, galaxy. Thanks. That was your uh, that was your intro. Yeah, episode eighty three <laughs> of Star Wars and Scotch. We were having was, a good conversation. It so was such a good conversation. That. that was fantastic. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, so I wanted to, to capture okay. that moment. But welcome, Pete, to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Pete, thank if, you. I'm I'm honored to be here. If you didn't know, I hate cold opens. I hate them so I much. Do I, I I don't do it every week. I just change it up every so often, so it throws them off. Um, yeah, we were telling Pete before the show that like I'm the Gray Jedi and Tim's the Sith, and we're just constantly at odds, and that's what that's probably why people listen to be honest. And just looking for the balance. Yes, we we <laughs> we are the balance. Uh, it's in there somewhere. um pete your your podcast was actually when i started um diving into star wars content creators yours was one of the first ones that i found that actually stuck that i was listening to so um yeah no it's it's definitely one of the better shows out there if you don't know just right off the bat what i'm talking about it's uh, around the galaxy and it's it's a network it's not just the show there's so much more that you do um and we'll learn about that today but yeah i just wanted to say that right off the bat like you were one of the first content creators outside of like star wars explained that wow. i started following and and uh paying attention to so it was really that's awesome amazing you were like, that means a lot thank you so much that's really cool to hear thanks and the only reason i can't join friday nights is because friday nights is like like you said the family time we order <laughs> right. and we watch a movie <laughs> i got little kids so or else i'd hang out we'll friday get night. you sometimes we'll, we'll we'll go late some night so you put the kids to bed and you join us we'll, we'll i like it i'm into that yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'll be on my phone while my headphones when my wife is watching Real Housewives <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining the show. We'll get the house cleaning out of the way right off the bat. Folks, tomorrow, oh, well, no. Tomorrow. When, it, uh, when they hear this. when it, It'll be oh, the 18th, is, so it's two days from tomorrow. Two so, days from tomorrow. When It's you Friday. It. Just It's easier if we just say Friday. <laughs> this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, the <laughs> Darkness Blend Nitro Cold Brew is hitting kingscoastcoffee.com. So if you have been uh, enjoying our cold brew line so far, well, get ready. This one's going to blow your pants off. We've been waiting a long time to release the Darkness Blend in cold brew form, and here you go. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com, bookmark it, get ready, 12 p.m. Eastern, kingscoastcoffee.com friday that's may 20th head on over there get ready friday 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 Friday. so make sure to uh it's gonna go fast it's gonna go really really quick so if you don't get it sorry they yielded last time i think they yielded around 804 packs 
and I believe 600 and change were gone before end of business that day. So um, definitely want to jump on this because I have a feeling Tim's will move a lot quicker than the last one. Yeah, they were, wise, we, we were talking about this on stream today and they I were watching. They were hungry. They wanted you already drank one. So <laughs> there you go. One. <laughs> I'm a raging a, coffee holic. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. And GCX tickets are on sale. GCX event.com. Like we said, Star Wars and Scotch will be live from GCX on the side stage this year. We got Sawyerism from TikTok, me and Tim, Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained, and Mark Thompson joining us uh, for the panel. Lots of content creators from the uh, from the gaming space, artists, D&D, tabletop games, you name it, we'll be there. Uh, and you can go to gcxevent.com slash tickets right now, and you can go to gcxevent.com slash hotel to book your room because we found out today that our block sold out, and they generously added another 100 rooms or something to it. Ready. So get them <laughs> all they had. Uh, so yeah, gcxevent.com. We are nine days away from Obi-Wan, eight days mm -hmm. away from Celebration. Pete, you're going to Celebration, right? I am. It'll be actually my very first Star Wars Celebration. Oh, that's so, so awesome. I'm a, yeah. I'm a I'm a celebration virgin, and uh, I I honestly could not be more excited. Uh, but uh, I don't want to interrupt your flow there. But I'm actually so. What's cool about it for me? There's a hundred things that are cool, a thousand things that are cool about it for me. But um, the very short version of the long story is, I bought the tickets before a pandemic, like a lot of us did, mm -hmm. and I was going to bring my wife, my daughter, my son, my nine year old and twelve year old, uh, nine year old son, twelve year old daughter, and me. We were going to go. And a couple months later, my wife was like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Uh, a weekend of Star Wars stuff is not something I'm into. So I'm going to stay home. I was like, all right, cool. No problem. I'll bring Kevin. my daughter. I'll bring my son. And then two years of pandemic comes and goes. My daughter's 12. And she's like, dad, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to spend the weekend doing Star Wars stuff. So <laughs> it's me and my nine-year-old son and my 75-year-old dad. I call my dad. I'm like, look, all you do is get a so plane cool. ticket. So and I'm going to take you to celebration. So it's going to be three generations of Fletzers hanging out, doing the Aww. doing the Star Wars celebration. So it's going to be so many. We're going to do Disneyland for a day. I'm going to miss the, uh, the light and magic panel, but I think it's worth it to be over it. Uh, Disneyland with uh, with the family, so yeah, that's awesome. That is that so cool. And is your dad a fan? My dad is the reason I got into writing. Yeah, so my dad, like, I remember he sat me down in front of Godzilla movies when I was like six, seven years old, and so he got me into all the genre stuff. And um, so yeah, I couldn't be more excited. He's gonna, you know, he's not he's not a sweaty nerd like us, but he's uh, he's definitely you know he's a he's a good barometer too. Like when Ahsoka first showed up, for example, on Mando, I called him. I was like, "Did you catch that?" He's like, "No, nope, she was cool." And I was like, "You have no idea how cool she is." Let's talk about <laughs> it. So yeah, she's the coolest. No, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, fun story for you, real quick. The audience has heard it, but I'm going to tell you just to get your reaction. So when, uh, you know, 11 years ago, I decided Memorial Day weekend would be a great weekend to get married, um, not realizing <laughs> how expensive it would be to go away for your anniversary every year thereafter. <laughs> so uh, my 11 year anniversary is uh, the 28th uh, or 27th. Mm -hmm. Shit, I should figure that out. Oh um, and um, <laughs> the problem is, is my mom's wedding anniversary is the other day and mine is. the. Oh, that's life. terrible. That's not helping you either, Kevin. That's I, 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 at all. Especially, she's divorced, so that makes it even worse. Oh, um, no. So uh, we had this whole plan. Tim was like, Kevin, you're going to go. It's going to be so exciting. You know, your first time, because he's been to a few, and I haven't been to any. And yeah, I've been to like three yet. celebrations in my time. Awesome. So, it's so then I was great. like, Tim, it's my anniversary. I have to bring my wife. She wants to go to California. You know, I'll probably do like two days of celebration. And then, you know, maybe I'll go to 
Palm Springs or something just to, you know, treat her and, and stuff. And Tim was like, well, you know, I'll bring my wife too. I was like, great. This is awesome. Okay. So both our wives are going to come. And then Tim and I, we pushed it a little bit too far because we were like, yeah, we should totally go to Disney and check out Avengers Campus. And then my okay, wife's yeah, like, Okay, yeah, we did up. push it a little too far. <laughs> She's like, your nerd convention is two weeks after we go to Celebration for our anniversary. And then you want now to take another day and go to Avengers Campus so you can see it. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm not feeling this anymore, Kev. <laughs> so I am going to the beach that weekend and we'll be making content <laughs> remotely on my phone. <laughs> so see, that's, that's the thing you got to bring. That's why you bring your 70. Here's the, here's the hidden plus of bringing my 75 year old father. We're on the East Coast. So by the time it hits six o'clock West Coast time, oh. my nine year old and my 75 year old are going to be exhausted. So I'm going to send them back to the hotel room. And I'm going to find you guys and anybody else. And we're going to sit. And we're going to drink. We're going to talk Star Wars. We're going to have fun at all the after parties and stuff like that. So it's a built-in babysitter, but it's also, you know, cool memories and all that stuff. But yeah. That's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, next year, I hope to be there as long as they can keep it away from Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, <laughs> you know, next year, we're meeting all these folks in the Star Wars community. So we're really going to try and push for our event, GCX, to have a larger Star Wars presence. Tim and I have actually been pushing the, our last live event was 2019. And then we're back this year. And we're really trying to push for that presence because there's so much overlap. Yeah. If it was a Venn diagram with our communities from, you know, Destiny and Division and all these games uh, that, that started our event that, Star Wars is just a staple of that um, um, and, and inspiration. So we're really trying to like bring communities together and just have fun and be nerds and be happy. <laughs> so hopefully we see you at GCX and celebration in 2023. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, I'd love to, yeah, no, we'd love to have you out. Maybe we'll have you on the panel. We'll see what happens, but uh, cool. uh, we're, we're, we're excited uh, for uh, all the cool Star Wars stuff coming down the pipeline. I would love to learn more about you, though, Pete. Um, one thing I ask all of our our uh, guests is, how did you get started in all this? You mentioned your dad and the writing and Godzilla, and that is definitely a <laughs> pathway to Star Wars. But I'd love to hear like a more in depth uh, description of like what brought you here. How did you end up, you know, at around the galaxy, and what's like your earliest memories of Star Wars and whatnot? Yeah, so you know, I'm a I, I saw Star Wars in 1977 in the theaters before it was a New Hope, right? So that's sort wow. of my my little bragging rights. It's also like kind of that means that I yes, I'm like 51 years old, so I've been around a while. <laughs> but so, but I remember my my first memories of Star Wars are actually my my grandmother got me a T-shirt for my birthday, which was in July, and it had a picture of C-3PO on it. And I, that's all I knew about Star Wars. I had C-3PO and the word Star Wars. And in my head, Star Wars was a uh, 3PO was a bad guy. I have no idea why. Like, that's what I believed. And then I don't remember seeing the movie so much as I remember my dad took us. And I remember sitting in the back of the station wagon back in the way far back and just, you know, rolling around because it was before safety was invented. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and I was pretending that every car that passed us was a TIE fighter. And I was shooting him down. So, but since Love then, it. Star Wars stayed with me for ever like even during you know the dark times in the the yeah. mid 90s where there was not much happening but that was actually when my my next big steps kind of happened was because um i was uh, i was working for a, a small company we sold barcode readers and that sort of thing right and there was this internet thing which was starting to happen and so i decided that i was going to create a website and i think it's on geocities or something like that and it was a star wars fan site and as far as i know it may have been the very first star wars website star wars fan website and um 
so I was uh, I was I was doing that. My dad, who I mentioned, had gotten me into stuff. Him and a bunch of his friends had created a a trivia board game. Now talk about bad timing, right? It's the '90s. The internet's coming, so they create a board game. So kind of kind of missed the boat by just a little bit. Now if they had stuck around with the resurgence of board games, it would have been a different deal. But in that trivia game, it was called the Amazing Science Fiction and Horror Trivia Game. So they had every category: Star Trek you know universal movies all anything in the genres right oh it's all your all your stuff right everything you guys are into as well um and my dad said i need star wars questions i need 200 star wars questions can you write them so i did so i wrote 200 star wars questions based on three movies because we didn't do books and it was before anything next game and part of their marketing campaign i'm giving you a much longer story than you asked for probably but uh, <laughs> i love this this is so good no, so interesting. part part of their marketing campaign was a, a written newsletter that they mailed out. Right. So I started writing columns for that. That were about star Wars. And again, in the nineties, not much to talk about. So I did one about like right. star Wars versus star Trek and my nephew at the time, he was just getting it. So just little, little goofy things. And I'm putting them on my website. And, um, and so this website is actually, you know, I, don't know how many people visited, although I did have a counter at the bottom because it was the 90s, right? That counter and a flaming <laughs> GIF and all kinds of stuff. Um, Sparkles. But I was contacted by um, by uh, so many fans because at that time, it was just before the special editions were coming out. It was 94, 95. Right. And I don't know if, you're, if you guys were around them, but Steve Sansweet was going around to Star Trek conventions. And he was... Um, he was, you know, doing slideshows and showing very short video clips of what was coming in the special editions. But that was all the Star Wars we had in the 90s. That was it. So people started contacting me and saying, hey, where's Steve Sansweet going to be? What's his schedule? And I had no idea. So I picked up the phone, called Lucasfilm, right? Because why not? And I said, hey, I was wondering, I have a website. Could I get Steve Sansweet's schedule where is he going to be with the special edition shows they said okay hang on one second i was like oh cool so i'm on, i'm literally i remember i'm laying on the floor in my office because you know i was 25 years old just sitting there on my back phone next to my head and then i hear hello the steve sansweet and i was like holy cow because i was also a collector and i knew steve sansweet i'm looking over across the room and steve sansweet's names on all these books that i have and i'm talking to steve sansweet and um the timing was right because there was no Star Wars website. So he starts asking me questions. Well, what does your website do? And tell me about this. And why do you have a website? So I told him I was a, a writer or a wannabe writer. And he said, cool, I have more work than I can do. Can you send me some of your stuff? And if I can, I'll send you some work. I was like, what? amazing. So I put stuff in a FedEx box, probably cost me $35 to overnight it to him in California. Um, he reads it on the plane on his way to Philadelphia to do the QVC show. I don't know if you guys remember seeing Steve Sansweet on that. Some of your older listeners will remember that. Wow. He calls me, says, I read your stuff. It's great. Um, I'm going to give you a couple things to do. And so um, I wrote for, I wrote six or seven articles for Star Wars Galaxy Magazine. Got to be really good friends with Steve Sansweet. I was one of the first people to see Rancho Obi-Wan before it was Rancho Obi-Wan. It was kind of, it was about to become that. Um, <laughs> Steve took me on a tour of, uh, Skywalker Ranch, I have to humble brag a little bit. And um, but so so that was I was doing that. And I was mostly doing stories about super fans. And as you can imagine, back in the 90s, finding super fans wasn't like going to Twitter and Facebook and finding somebody who's got a collection. I had to go to these conventions and find people. So there was a guy, a couple of brothers in 
uh, I think they're in Orlando, who they built like six foot star destroyers. So I did a story about them. I did a story about a lawyer in upstate New York who hand painted miniatures and just things like that. And so when we got, so again, dark times comes, I get married, I have kids. I kind of don't stay out of star Wars for a little bit. And the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace starts to come out is on the horizon. And I always, and I, I admit this to this day, um, I always had issues with Phantom, Men Phantom Menace. I was never a big fan of it until um, I wrote a 123,000 word fan fiction novelization of The Phantom Menace, just what? for fun. Just for fun. Look, I, I, it, for fun. <laughs> for fun. I still have this published where I can read it. I do. Yes. It's, it's actually, it's on my website. You can find it there. And it was because a friend of mine and I were talking. And because um, I had always believed that Darth Maul was the most wasted character in all time on film. Now, never mind his Clone Wars um, evolution and, and all that. Now, to me, he's like the Joker of Star Wars. He's so phenomenal. He's one of my favorite characters. But so I looked at The Phantom Menace as sort of the film version of a great book that didn't quite get it right. You know, like we've, you know, how many Stephen King books were turned into movies that were pretty good but not what we wanted, right? Hello. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that I can't disagree. <laughs> but which I like one? Pet Cemetery, the movie. Um, but so, so I decided to do that, and so I did that, and then I jumped back onto Twitter. I'm like, look, I just spent literally like a year writing this book. A good friend of mine was editing it. I'm sending him chapters, and he's like, just. And I'm, in hindsight, look, if I'm going to write a hundred twenty-three thousand word book. I want to do it and get paid for it. So I got to right. work on that. That's next. Yeah. That's phase two of the career plan, guys. Um, but so I wrote this. And so I was like, I'm going to hop back on Twitter. And then I started to realize, like, there's a lot of cool fans out there, right? It's the same types of people that I did interviews for um, back in the day. And then, or interviews with, and then I started listening to podcasts. And I was interviewed for a couple podcasts because I called them like, hey, I have this crazy 123,000 word book. They're like, you're nuts. We got to get you on the show. <laughs> and so I got off one podcast and I remember I was like, I can do this. I'm a, you know, I'm a part-time musician. I have all the equipment I need. I can do a podcast. And so it was originally just going to be about just cool, you know, either podcasters or people that I met on social media, but very quickly I started to realize that I still had some connections through my time doing this work for Lucasfilm. And I started to be able to get guys like Anthony Bresnikin and, and um, you know, over the years I've had like Hal Hickel and I've had voices from some of the, the, the animated shows and authors, like all the major star Wars authors. And it just became a thing that I just loved doing. And it just was so much fun for me to essentially the objective of the show is to kind of capture that magic moment when two Star Wars fans meet for the first time. And those fans happen to be anybody from somebody who's got 40 followers on Twitter that I think is kind of interesting to, you know, a best-selling author or, or an actor, or one of my favorite interviews was with uh, Charlie Benante from Anthrax. And we just talked Star Wars and how cool is it? Like I'm a huge Anthrax fan. I'm a metal guy. What? And <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm talking to 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 Charlie Benante, not about anthrax, not about, you know, well, you know, when you released Among the Living, let's talk about that. it was so tell me about the first time you saw Star Wars and it wow. was fantastic. So these so the show has is that and I've also, you know, recently 
uh, we've expanded to a, a good friend of mine has a show called Podcast of the Wills. And what he does is he has some one-on-one conversations with, again, similar type of uh, clientele or guest list and they take you know a piece of a star wars story and they dig into it what does it mean to you what does it mean to the listener or the reader or the the viewer um and so those two shows kind of work well together and honestly it's been great for me because i was doing a show every single week i went like 140 weeks in a row where i didn't miss a show um and so this has been great and then we also do a friday night show where we kind of talk about all the star wars news and then we have a little five minute news digest that we drop uh, on Saturday mornings where I'm very careful not to put any spin clickbait or, or opinion. in. it's just, you know, there's enough Mike zeros and, and others out there that just make stuff up. I want it for the people. Cause my dad has called me and been like, Hey, I, I read that they're recasting uh, the Mandalorian. I'm like, Oh, come on. Dad. <laughs> so I want to make sure they're at least rebooting get... the series. Right. Right. The sequel trilogy is being retconned. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's just the news. It's five minutes in your, in your podcast. We just pick up the weekly news because you can't keep up. I can't keep up with it. You guys probably yeah. can't keep up. It's hard to do. So, but that is the incredibly long-winded version of my uh, my sordid tale of forty-five years of Star Wars fan. That's impressive That's so and cool. That is one of the coolest journeys like anyone's ever broken down for us. The TLDR version on us is we're old school fans. Like I, I always tell guests, like I remember sitting in my aunt's house. I remember the color of the carpet the first time I saw Return <laughs> of the Jedi because my cousin yep. put it on um, on VHS. So yeah, I'm, I'm that old too. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just remember sitting there like I want a laser sword. And then we went in the yard and we picked up sticks and we beat the shit out of each other. Um, <laughs> and like, that's my earliest memory, but Tim and I's journey is very similar. Cause we grew up with it. Um, and then there was like that pause similar to you. And ironically, we see one of two things with guests. We see that long pause or we mm-hmm. see folks that have just gotten into it because of the sequel trilogy, mm. which is great to me. I, I love that. Um, regardless of what your feelings on the sequel trilogy, if it's your yep. gateway into this, incredible thing that we all love who gives a shit um so uh um we actually started with a show called spoiler cast which we were going to cover like tv shows and movies and stuff like that That and like great idea spoiler free so we started with mandalorian and Mm -hmm. it popped and like thousands of views and we were like so happy and everyone was good then we tried to do witcher and tim and i quickly realized that we have no knowledge of witcher outside of the video games but for star wars we have read so many books seen the movies read the comics that we had all this knowledge so then tim and i were like what if we did a star wars podcast and we were like is there going to be enough content to cover star wars every oh my god (laughs) exactly (laughs) we didn't know that until like episode five we're like oh shit there's so much this too much i can't keep up so it, it was a great decision but that's the beauty of of star wars to me is that uh, and that's the community building like I'm really enjoying of, of connecting with folks like yourself because similar journeys, similar stories, yep. you know, similar ways of enjoying the content. And, um, you know, I, I love your your voice on Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter as I used to be just because I'm older. I'm running our company and all that stuff. I just don't <laughs> feel like dealing with with people. But your voice on Twitter is one of my favorites because you have no problem calling people on bullshit. You have no problem. <laughs> you have yeah. no problem being like, like, shut up. Like this is this is not as bad as you're all making it seem. And that's what I enjoy about about like your takes on stuff. And I might not even agree with all of them, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. listen to the guy. Who cares? Like. At the but, end of yeah, the day, it, it's just Star Wars. Like that, let's all that's a hundred percent it, right? Like you know, I, I posted something the other day about the 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 Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. It was some crazy story about pooping in a bed or whatever they whatever the headline it was like literally like and I was like, 
it really does that like is that where we're at now like there's there's wars in the ukraine there's baby food shortages there's you know just that it's so, so like people who get so upset about star wars people who like if you're not having fun with it look we can disagree and i'm sure we disagree on 70 things without even trying right but that's all right because we're gonna have a conversation about it versus so many people will die on the hill for uh, for we saw it today with the uh some of the 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 comments about uh alden ehrenreich and and with a kathleen kennedy said about uh yep. doing that movie again would you do it again and okay so no she wouldn't but that's okay does that mean that the movie sucks does that mean you're wrong does that mean if you like the movie you're wrong no none of that we love star wars shut up let's have fun <laughs> so, yeah. i love the freddie prince jr rant where he's just like oh, star wars yeah. is made Kids. for kids and yeah. you know sorry that it wasn't made for you grown adult yeah it's it's one of like my favorite my, uh, rants that i've ever heard my daughter <laughs> is my oldest daughter is 18 my middle son is he'll be eight in july and my youngest just turned three um and i'm enjoying and it's not just star wars it's harry potter it's marvel it's yeah. lord of the rings it's all of this cool shit that i'm sure we all love and what i tell my oldest daughter is like look you're gonna go on the internet you're gonna see people shit all over the things you love like just just enjoy it and be present and find like-minded people that you can enjoy that with because yep. she's a nerd she's uh, you know <laughs> she's my daughter um and uh uh you know we play avengers on, on xbox and stuff like that and people are oh, she's like dad people say avengers sucks this game i'm like are you having fun with it yes yeah, right. okay who gives a shit um yep. you know and uh she had one of her friends tell her that uh, tim's gonna get so mad when i say this i didn't tell you about this tim one of her <laughs> friends was like because she's trying to beat jedi fallen order she's like 40 percent done and uh one of her friends was like oh that game sucked okay actual Kevin, <laughs> she came back to me and she's like, "Dad, someone at my school said Jedi Fallen Order sucked." I was like, first of all, don't get suspended for punching them in the face. <sighs> Second of all, like, who cares what they think? They probably played regular build Fortnite still and have been for the past three years. Like, no, they also cares. probably thought Dark Souls was a shooter. So, I mean, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just like that thing of like, enjoy what you enjoy, and and what you said about all the stuff going on in the world. Like, it's it's the world is is probably more polarizing and and annoying and horrible than it's ever been but we have things like star wars where we can connect as people and enjoy each other and like yeah. you said we disagree on 70 things guess how i want to disagree with you over a glass of scotch exactly or <laughs> having a yep. really good conversation about why you feel the way you do and why i feel the way you do and then toasting at the end and be like that was fun that's how i like <laughs> to disagree with people and you know if you're really I, I i almost said if you're a real fan and i hate that phrase but if you're a fan of anything um you know, I'm a I'm a Flyers fan in hockey. It's been a rough 40 years. And uh, yeah, it's been really rough. But <laughs> like I can sit at a bar and we can talk sports. We can talk about anything. And half the fun of it is digging into what you know, bringing up some facts, having a conversation and just like going with it. And, and it's people bring in way too much baggage. And again, it's really easy to do on Twitter. Like I can. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but I, I could go off on that all night, so I'll be careful not to do that. Yeah, but no, I, <laughs> I'm glad that you enjoy that, though, because it is one of the things that I'm I, I'm cognizant of because and I remember, geez, probably two years ago, the first time I got attacked and I got like a whole group of, of people who are from particular websites that you're probably familiar with. Mm. They came at me hard. And I remember I was sitting in the living room with my phone, like like yeah. almost shaking. I don't want to say shake, but I was like what's going to happen and then once yeah. i realized that it's just a bunch of people who are angry um 
about something else but, that has nothing to do with yeah, Star Wars. Correct. Right. They're not mad at that. But I do understand, though, like there's so many people, especially uh, during the last two years who like go to social media for their their outlet. And gosh, that's horrible. Like people sure. I, I, I have friends who are, who just get so it, it it eats at them. And it's like, but it's just Star Wars. We should be this should be a place you go and talk about something you love. And yep. if it gets weird like that, then, and honestly, I hate to say it, I've said it before. Some people just aren't built for Twitter and you just kind of got to, got to walk away. Sure. Whatever, I deleted, or any social media, whatever. Twitter from my phone because it's just, it's too, too toxic and polarizing at this point. Yep. I only use it for work. Um, and that's one of the reasons I'm upset about missing celebration this year is not necessarily like being there for panels and reveals and stuff. It's more like you said, the bars afterwards yeah. and the hangout. That's what I'm, I feel I'm missing out on is connecting with like-minded folks. Um, and that's the beauty of it because you know, Star Wars is supposed to, and, and all of the other stuff we mentioned, supposed to be our escape from yep. the bullshit. And I really feel like connecting with folks like yourself, you can solidify that as like, yes, okay. Like I, people understand that this is, this is something we use to get away. You know, one of the hot topics that we always touch on, and I've seen you talk about it is I mentioned my 18 year old daughter. Um, she wouldn't be interested in Star Wars if it wasn't for Ray. Ah. Because right. she finally had someone on sure. the screen holding a lightsaber and on the movie screen. I know there's, yes, shitters out there. I know there are female <laughs> characters in Clone Wars and all that stuff. But she's only been a movie watcher up until recently when she started watching all the animated shows. Mm -hmm. You know, and now like Luminar is like her favorite character. But, um, uh, uh, you know, because of Rey, that was really something that pulled her in. Sure. She's like, oh my God, this girl is, is she's force sensitive and she's jet like... And the connection with Luke and everything, and that's what enjoy it. So, regardless of how you felt about the movies, do I think they're the best movies ever? No, I don't. Yep. But I enjoy the context. I enjoy the world. I enjoy, you know, what it is. We've we've talked about it a million times. You know, Star Wars is similar to Lord of the Rings in the sense that it's a it's a it's a world that's been built out on on an immense scale, and yep. you can't just judge one piece of content and then judge everything else that that came into that world. Like that's. That's what you're consuming. You're consuming the universe. You're consuming mm -hmm. everything inside of it. You're consuming all of the stories, the people, the races, everything in it. You're not just taking this one thing and being like, well, the whole fucking thing sucks because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I think when people think like we're talking now where it's like, yeah, let's let's have that that discussion over a beer and, you know, really connect on why we feel the way we do in a very polite, happy and joyful manner, then like everyone's going to really embrace what it is to be a star Wars right. fan. And like you said, you hate saying real fan. I do too, but people like they get up on their high horse and it's really annoying. Yeah. And it's like, just shut up. Let people enjoy yep. what they want to enjoy. Yep. It's, it's so important. And I think one of the most important things that I've learned is, is um, like, I will say it here. Um, I've said it on my show and I, I've said it before. Um, Rise of Skywalker is number 11 out of 11 movies for me however i know there are people who it's number one for and you know what that's awesome that's cool. great and i would love to have a conversation i love having actually I, I like having conversations with those people to be like okay cool and and it it's not going to change my opinion but it's not supposed to it's to understand why we both love whatever it is just from different angles so yep yeah, and I, I don't know if you've seen multiverse of madness but i'm not gonna like go into uh, yes, detail but it was very much this either you loved or you hated it yeah and i actually was in the middle i was like there's some things i liked and there's some things i didn't but overall i enjoyed the movie it was a sam raimi film and it delivered as being a sam raimi film yep. um and you know you because marvel and star wars because of the disney stuff is so many parallels with how yep. people feel about things yeah 
Um, so I'm bringing that up because like you just saw it play out on social media where it's like, that was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Oh my God, everything yeah. was perfect. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'd rather hang out with truth. folks yeah. like you who are just like, yeah, let's talk about it and, and yeah. you know, break it down. We were at uh, PAX in Boston a few weeks ago and we were hanging out with the mm -hmm. Meta PC guys. And one of the guys that, that works there was just like, we were going through the Marvel shows. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, I didn't like this. And it was totally fine. Yeah. totally fine when he said he didn't like it because we discussed why we talked about the batman he was like yeah i didn't mm -hmm. like this but this was cool and, and we broke it down like nerds and we were, i was yep. like yeah because this aching back to this comic and da, 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 going back and forth those are the conversations i live for that is what makes the whole thing so beautiful and wonderful and um i want to see more of that and i know it's not on social media so i want to get out <laughs> and be with people that want to yeah. have these discussions on podcasts at events and, and places for sure um but yeah so um um that was that was quite a journey of your story and i really want to read that <laughs> phantom menace thing you wrote because <laughs> phantom oh, menace is my least favorite movie in all of the movies except for the last 10 minutes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <not funny. laughs> um but uh uh moving forward in star wars and looking at what we're expecting from celebration and things like that i would love to hear what your expectations are for obi-wan tim and i have beat this Ooh. horse to death for hours <laughs> this horse is i would not love dead, to hear Kevin. what pete's, <laughs> pete's expectations are for obi-wan whether it's predictions whether it's things you expect to see whatever it is i just want to know like how are you feeling overall about what we're going to experience in a uh, little over a week yeah, so it's really interesting with the, um, with a lot of the the uh, the 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 modern Star Wars, I'll call it, um, where I've heard about something coming. And again, I'm a sweaty nerd. I I love this stuff. I have four podcasts about it. You know, I, I'm so it's my thing. But when I heard that Obi Wan was going to be a series, when I heard Rogue One was going to be a movie, when I heard Solo was going to be a movie, when I heard Mandalorian, I was all of them. I was like. Ah, I don't know if I need that. And of course, <laughs> every single one I've needed. Um, but the Obi-Wan series has done something um, that honestly hasn't happened probably since The Force Awakens. And that is it has created this incredible buzz about getting back to Star Wars. Yeah. And what I mean, yeah, what I mean by that is, I mean, Hayden, not only is it Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, you're also getting uh, Bonnie peasy i always say her name wrong and uh, joel Edger edgerton back to play four characters from the prequels you're getting yep. four people from the prequels and mm. so the the generated excitement of kind of really this is the first thing even more you know sure we had luke show up in the sequels and han and leia but to me this feels like the first thing that really is pulling back deep into the Star Wars that we grew up with, whether you grew up with the sequels, the prequels, or the the original trilogy, yeah. this is pulling back. And I'm, I I will say when I heard the the duel of the fates in that first trailer, literal oh goosebumps. It was yep. insane. And and they're playing off that. And so I'm excited about it. It's funny you said expectations though, because I'm really trying to be very careful because yeah. that yeah. expectations in Star Wars. Um, they they don't mix and which is you know i i last jedi has actually become one of my favorite star wars stories i won't go into the whole you know back and forth that, that goes to that i mean i would but not here not now um but i remember walking out of last jedi and thinking 
I love that movie and I hated that movie and I hated it because it didn't do anything I want. I expected it to in my head. I wrote right. it. I, I wrote what was going to happen. Yeah. Nothing yeah. had that happened. Um, and so same thing with the last episode of book of Boba Fett in my mind, I knew what was going to happen and almost none of it happened. And so I was disappointed with the first watch. The second watch, when I watched it with my nine-year-old, who was like, that was the coolest thing I ever saw. I was like, yeah, you know what? It might be the coolest thing I ever saw. So um, I'm trying to leave the expectations at the, ta- at the at the door. But realistically, it's, you know, uh, I'm just I'm I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with this story. There's so much that, that they could do with it. Yeah. I- expectations is one thing i think predictions is the more fun thing tim and i Mm -hmm. are obsessed with theory crafting and the thing (laughs) is and it goes back to like the fandom and stuff like tim and i have no problem being wrong and we will 100 admit (laughs) when we're wrong because we're just having fun like who gives a shit if you're wrong um you know (laughs) i saw one in chat yeah it's fun to just throw it out there and 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 be like this is great yeah this is what i think will happen you know like we've um We've done the over under on Cal showing up in in Obi Wan, and the more I read, the more I feel like it's going to happen because it seems no. to be converging marketing pushes <laughs> from a business perspective. Oh, they need to so. leave his story alone. Leave it Sorry, alone. Sorry, Tim. I think it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. All right. So just hold on. Pump Explain the break. Pete why you feel that way? I think okay. So context. if they if he shows up, okay. So keep in mind. Remember timeline. Jedi Fallen Order is five years after Episode Three right? Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan takes place 10 years after episode three. So that means Cal Kestis has five years in between the start of his game and the beginning of Obi-Wan to have this crazy adventure. What if he dies at the end? Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim. It's a what? trilogy from Respawn, so keep that I up. understand, but what Accurate. if at the end of the trilogy... What if this is the precursor to the next game? No. No, that would be that, that's five years after the first game. There's no way the timeline doesn't make sense. Yeah, but the, but Tim, the, is, the next game is called Jedi Survivor. Right, but what about I'm the third saying. game? What about the third game? What if he dies at the end? You know, I mean, like, sur- well, if he dies at the end, you're gonna get all the people that were like, then why wasn't he in the final scene in Rise of Skywalker? Right, but how? Um, but, but you really think they're gonna they're gonna stretch his time? Five years across, so that he can meet up with Obi Wan for for a. a I mean, he's young boy? enough to do it. He's he's very young in Fallen Order. He's I mean he's he's roughly uh, he's like eight, eight, ten or twelve during the during the the Order sixty six. Yeah, and then five years after that, so he would be like seventeen. Right, 17 so in this, or he'd be in his early twenties. I'm not I'm not continue. saying that like an age thing would, would would mean anything. I'm talking about like it if it foreshadows the end of his story i th- i think because it's five years from the beginning to to obi-wan and so it's right. like you have five years to do whatever you want but if he shows up at the end like that to me says cal like kestis is okay cal's gonna be fine um and so it's just like it just doesn't feel right it feels forced i would love to see him just like organically thrown in somewhere but just because this new game's getting announced, and we've got Obi-Wan. That just feels like a really just hard stretch. Yeah. I don't like it. He shows up in Obi-Wan, and then the game takes place after we see him in Obi-Wan. And then the third game, he dies at the end. Five years? That's a lot of time. What have they been doing in what five if two, years? What if two, the second and third game take place, like, bookended back-to-back? It's still, it's it's still leading five years up, Kevin. That's a do. lot of time. 
I just what I feel like thoughts? it's a forced marketing ploy. I don't like well, it. I, I haven't thought about it. However, I'm I'm going to side with Kevin on this. I think you could see him in, yeah, and it won't be like a big role, but like he'll be. That's what I think. Somewhere, maybe, maybe they're. I don't know. I'm, I don't even know. But he's in there somewhere, and then Jedi Survivor takes place after the Kenobi series. During that five years, maybe he's been training with uh, uh, whatever her name was, the master that was there, yeah. and and then the uh, the the uh, the the Dathomir sister, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're going to do something together. Was a, I don't know. Yeah. There was a rumor that she's going to be playable during certain parts of survivor. Yeah. So that would play that into would cool. the fact. Yeah. That maybe they were training each other. other. Yeah. Why the hell is he on Tatooine? He has no reason to be with what if he's on the Obi-Wan's planet? leaving Tatooine. Yeah. He's going to, di- oh, what's it called? Dariah. But, but he, but there's so much about the Zephos and whatnot. Why would that bring him into Obi-Wan's path? Like that's what if, the what hard if it's part. Something as simple, Tim, as like a hollow that like, that would I be okay. Believe, I think that I still would believe be there's fun. some interaction between Bale and, and, and Obi-Wan during the series. I really do. Mm-hmm. I sure. Know. I just, I feel like, there I feel like Cal be. showing a Calcast is showing up on screen in like full, you know, garb and everything just feels very much so forced. Yes, we got a being droid. Um, I don't see him being this major character like like Ahsoka was in Mandalorian or or Book of Boba Fett. I see him, like Pete said, like in passing as an Easter egg for folks that have played the games because there's no reason to bring him to the screen and like make a big right. deal. And so, so like if he if Obi Wan mentions like the 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 holocron that they have like, of all of like the the new Jedi, there were the Jedi's that would or potential Jedi's. Um, yep. all That's the younglings like, like so if he if he acknowledges that that i would be okay with i just i yeah, don't what want he's to like, be it, like does it still exist or something like right, that something and, along those lines if they make a nod to the game of like this so-and-so or this person did that and like oh i remember that i remember that moment from the game that i'm cool with it's the it's the forced insertion into the into the media that just feels awkward because like his i feel like his real place to shine is in his games I'd yeah like but i think they you know they Hold on one second, Pete, to thank Mike. Thanks aloud for this Maker's Mark private selection from North Florida that Tim is not enjoying with me because he's not in the office today. So thank you, Mike. Thanks aloud for the Maker's Mark. Appreciate it. it is Continue, Pete. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think it's, um, I, I think, you know, they are promoting, you know, they're selling Cal's lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge, right? Yep. Um, so he's he's a thing and and as I, was, I mentioned before like with with my dad and ahsoka like he could be in there and the three of us would be like that was cal kestis and 79 percent of star wars fans would be like he just talked to some redheaded jedi that's like that's it you know no i feel like there's a lot of people who really know who this guy is because so it, like it's two, it's two ways to look at it one is what pete just said the second is they want to introduce cal two folks so i look at it through this lens pete i've told tim this before so i watch it the morning of so tim and i can record our reaction episode at night i sit down with my son and my wife and watch Mm it um and you know my wife is is she likes star wars she is not like us so i look at everything from from a disney you know production perspective of and writing as like how are they appealing to her? Because she's actually the person they want to hook, not necessarily us. We're hooked. Right. They got us. They don't need to impress us. Well, they, they do, but um, she's the one me. that they need to, to like keep coming back. And she loves Mandalorian. Book of Boba Fett, she was eh on, except for the Mandalorian episodes. Right. Um, so she's the one that I, I, I always look at through the lens of like, how can they do it? So if there's a way to introduce Cal 
and either have it be a passing Easter egg where we're like the the Leo meme with the cigarette and the drink, like <laughs> you know that's that's him, or if there's a way to introduce him where he's legitimately a character that she can now consume, enjoy, understand, those would be the two avenues. And I do think from a marketing perspective, it makes sense with celebration coming up the announcement of survivor is coming we all know that and there'll be a trailer for all we know it's a live action trailer with dominic monahan because he's been in that costume a little bit too often for me to be like they're doing something (laughs) um so i'm looking at it from a business perspective tim and it really makes sense to put him in the show to sell more copies of fallen order and survivor timeline just doesn't make sense for me unless it really is that much time like that's the only thing they haven't confirmed how much time has ha- has, has right. gone past between game one and game two, and so it's yeah, like, like for me from a from a continuity standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, to jump from the way they ended Jedi Fallen Order, with them blasting off the Mary the Mary gang with with the holocron off to go save the kiddos. Um, we know about we know very little about this brand new race that's been introduced with the Zephos. Uh, we got to go to Dathomir. We know what happened to the to the Night Sisters, and we we've got all this new stuff. This brand new story, we get to see Ilum in its form of being harvested by by uh, the Empire, and it's yep. just like the, the starting of of all of these cool things. And then for them to just like throw him into this is just like to me from it just it feels off. And so so maybe I need to know more about the game for me to feel okay with him being in Obi Wan because right now it just feels so disjointed in storytelling. It feels like that normal Star Wars storytelling where you have to go forward to go backwards to then understand everything. So like that's the one thing I'm worried about is that it'll right. it'll be disjointed and it just won't feel right. What if Obi Wan is going to Dayu to meet with either um, Bail Organa or someone from the Resistance, uh, or the Rebellion at this time, and like figure out and they're like, okay, these are the Jedi that are left. It's I think Obi Wan would tell them to f off, and he's too old for this. It's Quinlan Vos and it's it's uh, uh, um. <laughs> Cal Kestis that we know of, and Cal destroyed the holocron that has all the information about the four sensitive younglings. What if that's what it is? That feels really. I don't know. I I, I think every time I think of Ben, <laughs> I think of Ben Kenobi right now is this beat up Jedi who wants to be just left alone and just, especially just, after what Uncle Owen says, to dude. Him. Like after all oh, this stuff that he's best. gone through, yeah, he's being he's being just tormented by the ghost of his 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 dead teacher who's trying to show him how to live as a ghost. And he's constantly thinking about all the younglings that his Padawan murdered. So, I mean, like, this guy has got some crazy PTSD. He wants to be left alone. I don't know, Kevin. I am I feel bad for Ben. I really feel bad for Obi-Wan. And I really think they're going to lean into that with his show of just, like, how messed up and tormented that he really is just sitting there in a cave all by himself. It's going to be a wild ride. I think that's the most important thing about it being one director for six shows. It's not going to be six episodes like Mando and Boba Fett ended, right? You got, yeah. you got a story that wrapped up a little bit and it carried on. I think this is going to be a six-chapter story with one director, one cinematographer. It's going to feel like one story. So to that end, it is hard to do a side quest to go talk to Cal. So this is where I think I think we're going to see Cal, but I think it's going to be in passing. I think it's going to be for the three of us to – to do to that leo meme like i know that guy and 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 then maybe in jedi survivor we learned why we saw him you know on that hologram or whatever so i think there's a connection coming but uh not sure i mean i know are we talking spoilers for jedi fallen order or is is that cool oh yeah Yeah, yeah, he's been out for years yeah we're way past the the limit on that 
that if they can capture the fear of Vader appearing like they did the first time I played <laughs> so Fall good. Order, so good. holy cow! Yeah, um, I, so yeah. T- Tim, you beat it first, right? Because at the first. time I was streaming, and Tim, Tim is, is that's his career, um, his main career. And um, Tim came to my chat because he knew I was finishing it and he had mm-hmm. beaten it, and I didn't know Vader was at the end, right? And he was like, Oh, I'm <laughs> you know, like Watch. cracking up, enjoy, yeah. Kevin. And I remember playing it and I just like, and I don't know if you experienced this, Pete, but like the fear that went through my yeah. body yeah, was like, oh, shit. When he when he killed what's her face, the other the girl yeah. who was turning the Inquisitor, I was like, yep. Oh, no, this is going to be bad. I thought I was dead. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I was like, this is it. We're done. Yep. Here's <laughs> just going to yep. chop us up. They captured it so well. And kudos to Respawn and EA for making a game where you didn't fight Vader and like could hold your own. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with Rebels too, where like was a season three where they meet Vader for the first time, and the question from Ezra to Kanan is not who was that, it's what was that, (laughs) and that's like that's huge. I mean, and and that's where you know back to Obi Wan, we'll eventually bring it back, I'm sure. Um, That's the thing that I think this series has an opportunity to remind us of is, yeah, I mean, Rogue One was cool with the hallway scene. Everybody talks about that scene. It was amazing. It was intense. But why do people fear this guy? And Obi-Wan hasn't seen him. So, like, this is his boy. This is his his Padawan, his brother. I loved you. That thing is now Darth freaking Vader, mm-hmm. right? And so if they can make that connection, and that will make Anytime you see, I mean, Vader to a lot of people may look different now that they saw him at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. I'll never forget. So I have so many cool memories with Star Wars with my nine-year-old who just peeked in. You might have seen him. Um, I actually have on video, and I have to find it. Uh, I have on video, he's watching Star Wars the very first time. He's like three or four years old. And Vader walks in, and he literally stands up, and he goes, oh, no. So <laughs> it worked then, but imagine be, like just put yourself in Obi Wan's shoes. Like you let this guy burn on the edge of the on the. We don't even know if he knows he's alive, mm-hmm. right? We don't even know where this is taking place in his head. But he's watched Satine die in his arms. He Qui Gon died in his arms. As far as he knows, his his one responsibility in life was to take care of Anakin Skywalker. He screwed that up, and now he's this menacing demon of a sith lord holy cow that's the face at the end of the trailer the the everything you're describing is that face everything and that's why it's so so powerful with the breath coming out it's just like you could see it on obi-wan face it's just like that oh well i mean you and mcgregor even said in an interview that scene that they filmed that was the first time he saw hayden as vader and so when that that setup is is vader behind him walking into the room and he has to turn and face him. And so his on camera, him turning was the first time he actually saw Hayden in yeah. full regalia. So like, that's all very much. So like natural, like him, like experiencing it for the first time too, which I think is really cool. Can't wait. Can't he wait. Said it was, he said it was imposing. Like he, he said it was he terrifying. Said he, yeah. He yeah. said it was like, Whoa, Darth Vader. Um, and like, and reading that article and, and framing it up, I think that made that part of the trailer more impactful for me mm-hmm. because there was just like so much emotion in it too, which I thought was really cool. And that was the, there's a, there's an article that came out, Kevin from, was it IGN? Um, or no, it was, it was on star Wars news 
and it was it was it was talking about uh, Hayden and you and the the work that they put into actually preparing themselves for these roles, which I thought was really really interesting. And the one part that I really took away from that was um, Ewan McGregor's want to capture Charlotte Guinness and yeah. and his character and his just mannerisms and stuff is like, would Alec do it this way or like does he sound this way? And it's just like it's cool that he's 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 paying homage to that that actor in with, such a way that is so interesting he met with sir alec guinness before he filmed the prequels to get the vibe and we all know like there's two famous people who don't like star wars that have been <laughs> alec guinness and harrison ford right. um, but he met with him you know much like jack nicholson met with all the people that played the joker after him well, that was yeah. more of a warning um but uh uh you know he met with him to get exactly what you're saying because he wanted to make sure that the role was and i you know, getting back to what Kathleen Kennedy said about not casting someone else, I disagree. I think Alden uh, Iron, I can never pronounce his last name, that guy. Um, <laughs> I think he did a really good job, the best job yeah. that anyone could possibly do of being Han Solo and not being Harrison Ford, in yeah. my opinion. Completely. Um, yep. And I feel like you and McGregor's taking that a step further. Like he, he, I don't, I don't feel like there's this chasm in this gap between the two of them i, I feel like the aging i know that, that tim we always joke about you're always like but there was only this amount of time between oh no and- but like like so so my community has been giving me crap about that lately and um someone posted something that was really crazy it was um it was a truck driver and one side of his face the side of his face that was closest to the window aged uh way more than the other side that was inside the cabin that had didn't have as much direct sunlight and and it was wild. And they're like, well, think about two sons now that he's always in direct, you know, contact with all this radiation. And I was like, God damn it. They were right. Tattooing does age you more. It does physically age you more because of the two sons, because of all this. And I was like, son of a bitch. They did it. Plus, they figured plus it out. The, the mental anguish, right? I mean, it's like the, when they show pictures of oh, the president when he takes stuff, office yes. and he leaves. So this guy has literally gone through just the worst, right? I mean, he's been... Through, I mean, through everything, and and that that weighs on him. I, I've said this before on my show, and I think it's an interesting thing to me. Alec Guinness actually gave the best accidental performance ever when Luke first says the word Obi Wan. Right when you watch that now, and now I think when after we watch the Obi Wan series, just the way he responds, the look on his face, the way he kind of settles back, is he knows that the time is now whatever yeah. he's been working toward his whole life it's about to kick in because this little kid now a teenager knows yeah. about obi-wan so here we go and he also probably scene. knows he probably also knows he's gonna die right yeah. he probably knows he's gonna have to make that sacrifice that hopefully qui-gon's been teaching him about yeah and this is it you gotta settle in so if you watch that scene again now, before you watch Kenobi, and then again, I think after you watch Kenobi, you're going to be like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Now, of course, they had no idea they were going to do it. It's just because sure. Guinness was an amazing actor, but just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And then it also goes to Lucas in his writing for the, the first movie. And like he, the things that he set up, like the Clone Wars, like I'm sure at that point, he just, he like came up with something that sounded really cool, but like being able to take from like, <laughs> All of these little things, and even like I love the fan film um, mashup of, of that line when he's like when he talks about mm-hmm. Anakin and he talks about this is your father's lightsaber and yeah. all those things, and it's just like man, 
when Lucas first filmed this, he didn't know, but he left it so open that he could do that. And as much crap as I give George Lucas for the prequels, like I, 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 I still think that like going back and watching them, they still hold up. And that's the crazy thing is a movie that came out in the late seventies and early eighties. They hold up still in storytelling because yeah. it's like even even like the practical effects and all those things like, yeah, they look cheesy, but it's still it fits. It's Star Wars. Um, and so like that's the one thing that I absolutely love. And you're right. Like when he sits back and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, that's a name I haven't heard in, in a long time. And it's like, man, you're right. Or even like when he meets Vader again on the Death Star, he's like, yeah, you know, last time I was but the learner. And like I'm, I'm so intrigued because that's always a uh, this big loop, the, the whole the loophole that's never made sense is, yeah. you know, the ending of three and the beginning or the, the end of four. It just doesn't make sense. And so now we're going to have that closure. And I'm super excited. That's for what it. I think that's what Filoni and a lot of the folks that are involved now, like Favreau and Taika Waititi. I think they pay attention to that and they sure. never want to spoil what we've experienced in our lifetime. Because like you said, right. Pete, you've been watching since you were a kid. I think the first time I saw Return of the Jedi I was seven or eight. You know, I I had the wonderful experience that my two older children did not have Darth Vader being Luke's father spoiled for them. So I got to sit there and watch them experience that. Um, but I think they preserve those moments for us. And then it's an additive in shows like Obi-Wan. Like they're gonna they're gonna be able to explain away exactly what you just said, Tim, about the, you know, you were you were about the learner and you know, teacher line. Now I'm the master. Flawlessly. Yeah. I guarantee you, no problem. We're not going to have any issues. Now I guarantee you, Twitter will have issues, but that's a whole other conversation that we're not going <laughs> to sure, have. Yeah, state. we'll deal with them later. Um, But I guarantee you, they'll be able to explain it away, no problem. Because they pay such attention to detail, like some of the stuff we've seen in the gallery episodes and whatnot, is like, holy mm. shit, how did you even think of that? Sure. Um, it, it, it's just wild. And and that's 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 what you have when you have a passion project where you have people that love the IP as much as yeah. you do making the content like Taika, like John Favreau, like Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, they care and they want to make sure that, you know, folks like us aren't going to get, you know, upset or that they don't uh, create any unnecessary loopholes. And I think that's why Clone Wars, their uh, animated series is so good is because yeah. it tied yeah. two and three together beautifully. And it gave us this new perspective of Anakin that I think we're going to actually see more of in Obi-Wan. Sure. Um, and, and and it, the thing I love about Clone Wars and what's leading into Obi Wan is their relationship is solidified so well through that all of those seasons, yep. and that's what that's what's going to hurt even more when he shows up and tries to kill Obi Wan in that scene. Even though you know yeah. he survives, you know you're still going to be like, oh, this sucks. Um, but it's I, I know I was saying before I know I was saying before I don't read a lot of books, but read Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Yes, it's on my list. It's on my list, and you. You actually, actually brought up the you brought up the Ahsoka um, on on Malachor fight uh, from Rebels, and there's that moment where he's Anakin again. That's one of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars. Oh yes, when mm -hmm. the mask gets flashed, and there's that one iota of a second where you can tell he's looking at Ahsoka, and I almost want him to say snips. Um, yeah. as much as I hate just, the word snip, I think it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no, but you can tell in that moment like he's Anakin just for a second again. And um, and that's what makes it hurt even more when he like lunges at her right after that, because, you know, she's in like tormented pain and like yeah. can't handle what's happening to her right now and from the Ahsoka book, especially because she talks about, you know, how it's just ripping her up inside what, what's happened. Um, and I'm sure we'll learn more on her show. But 
you know, that's what that's what's going to make that moment impactful is all of this world building they've done around that one line from yeah. A New Hope. That one line that spurned all of this that we've experienced over the past. I was how old is Clone Wars at this point? Fifteen years old. Um, I think so. It's, yeah, it's long. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when it was weird? Cartoon Network back in the yeah. day. Yep. um before disney uh, got a hold of it um so yeah i'm 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 i am i am excited i think uh obi-wan for me i haven't seen a star wars live action show like boba fett had its moments where i was like yeah whatever but for overall i enjoyed boba <laughs> no, fett sure. mandalorian's just incredible it's such a good show um acolytes the one tim and i are really looking forward to mm. um pete celebration Again, yes. this is another horse Tim and I have beat to death. What are you what are you hoping for? What are you looking at? Like what interests you from the announcement side of, of celebration? Uh, you know, I think that first day panel is uh, a friend of mine, Scotty, on a show called The Bombad Cast. He he made an interesting point that it's titled the Lucasfilm panel, mm -hmm. right? He is predicting, and I'm going to seal his prediction here, that we're going to get some Indiana Jones uh, mention or reveal at Celebration, oh, which would be, be so amazing. Cool. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up for that, but I do think we're going to – I think, interestingly, after this this uh, Vanity Fair article, um, I think movies are still pretty far off. I think I think we'll probably get some news on Taika's movie. Um, interestingly, Kathleen said in the article in Vanity Fair that Feige's movie is is not being done yet, but yet Michael Waldron just said the other day that he just started writing it. So, you know, a lot happens in a couple months. But so I think we're going to get more teases like we got at the um at the uh, was the shareholders meeting in 2020, I guess it was. Um but I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, interestingly, like, I think I'm more excited to just meet fans and hang out with people who, you know, meet people like you who actually have listened to my show. And it's like really cool that uh, you you like it and, and talk to people I who I know on Twitter who I've never met before, mm -hmm. but have become friends and be immersed in an environment where you can just be a nerd for four straight days and just leave all the all the pretense at the door and just just be yourself and just enjoy every second of it and um uh so i'm excited about that um and i think announcement wise i think we're probably going to get more information on um on, on, on there's got to be another star wars uh animated show coming i think that jedi tales thing that leaked uh, a couple months ago i think that's going to be an animated show and i think we'll probably get an announcement on that um and I also think that we're going to get at the Mandoverse panel on Saturday. I think we're going to get official confirmation of who's playing Ezra, who's, you know, mm. is, is, uh, can't think of her name. Is she actually playing Sabine? Cause we haven't gotten that verified, but we've gotten it pretty close to verified. And I think the big announcement is going to be Thrawn. I think they're going to bring Thrawn out and, and announce who that's going to be. And I think that's going to be wild. It's not uh, ours. I will lose it. Which I'm a little upset about, but I know I just I I'm I'm very bummed about that one, but yeah, but I'm sure whoever like if they march someone out there, you know, we'll be skeptical, and then they'll show up as Thrawn in live action. Like, All right, fine. It's like Heath Ledger's Joker. I always go back to that. When I heard about yeah. that, I was like, that is the Everyone worst did. thing I've ever heard, and I'm like, Everyone holy did. cow, best well, thing ever. Literally killed him <laughs> because he did it so yeah. well. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 uh. uh yeah, that's a that's a perfect example. So yeah, I think that I think Vision season two will be announced, which yeah, I'm excited yeah, about because right. like we we were talking before about Ronan yep. and 
just like that playground to do whatever you want yeah. uh, with no parameters is fun as hell. And yeah. I want to see more of that. And and I would love to see seasons of show. You know, Marvel has the multiverse. Why yeah. not do more in Star Wars where it's like this isn't canon. We're just having fun um, and, and do more of that. So I think that Bad Batch season two will definitely get more information yeah. on which Tim and I are very convinced that's going to get really deep into the cloning stuff. And yeah. understanding more about what Palpatine and the Empire was planning with cloning. So that'll be cool. Um, obviously, Jedi Fallen Order. I think we're going to get a little bit more on Old Republic remake. Um, Better. It's my <laughs> uh, favorite game that, of all time. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I I will. I could that. I'm not going to start that conversation now because we're hitting time. <laughs> oh, we um, end, Kevin. That is yeah. that is my favorite. <laughs> I, I will sit here, Pete, and I will defend that given the time it came out, the storytelling they did and the plot twist, it is the greatest video game of all time. Forget about Star Wars. It is the greatest video game of all time. Aside from Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, it's the only game that's above it. Uh, OK, interesting. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, see, Pete's ready to have a conversation with me over a drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding back. An- I'm another holding back. another episode, gentlemen. Oh. Another episode, or we just go to a bar at some event with Pete and just have a conversation. <laughs> I'll be there. Name the bar. I'll be there. Um. So, uh, 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 yeah, I think we'll get that, and then obviously we'll get date for Mando season three, and I think a lot of yeah. the shows have been announced, like Ahsoka, Acolyte. We'll get more information on those. I have a feeling there's a movie. I don't know if it's trilogy, something, just shit we don't know about. Yep. that will be revealed as well um and 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 get that i hope we get more information on rogue squadron i know it's been delayed but i'm kind of excited for that movie personally yeah yeah so we'll we'll, we'll top see gun star star wars yes please How great would that top guns yeah. getting like 10 to 10 yeah. ratings everywhere so yeah, yeah people love dog fighting so that. this is gonna do just fine it's like, it's like I have a feeling Tom Cruise probably dies at the end, and it's like the swan song to one of the greatest movies of all time. So yeah, let's follow up with an awesome movie. Um, it is gracious, great balls of fire, Kevin. Yes, yeah. As long as there's a volleyball scene, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So uh, Pete, I honestly hope you have a fantastic time and connect with so many people, and and I hope that you and I can connect at Celebration next year with the Tim you're invited to. Don't oh, worry. thank you. <laughs> so weird. I'm going to hang out with Around the Galaxy. You can stay here. Okay. <laughs> Tim, you're going, though, I, right? I said I will, it. I, I, I was, I was going to go, but only if Kevin... I've gone to Star Wars Celebration like three times already. Okay. And so for me, it was going to be fun to see Kevin go and make content with him. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not going to drag my wife, and I just don't want to go by myself. So Yeah. I don't Kevin know. was the yeah. reason I was going to go, and unfortunately, we'll you know... We'll I'm assuming year. they'll announce the dates at the end of this one yeah, for I next so year. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, they do the same thing. But Anaheim is Anaheim is so much fun. That we're is, gonna uh, go is... and Pete, we're gonna go heavy on inviting people to our event, and it's in the first weekend of August in 2023. Um, oh, cool! So yeah, we're gonna go heavy in inviting Star Wars people because we want like we actually came close to having the folks at EA bring Swotor and setting up a cantina with cosplay and all that oh, stuff, but wow. they backed out because <sighs> but slackers. But actually, this isn't in our show notes. Tim, did you see that Swotor 2 is a huge rumor right now for celebration? <laughs> what? Really? I haven't seen so that either. All of a sudden, EA's been talking about Swotor, like, hey, yeah, play the game, da 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 da. And then I think it was Monday or Sunday, sometime, someone said heavy leak and all of this information about how they'll be announcing Swotor 2 at celebration. And apparently <laughs> on the Bioware site, they're hiring for next Mass Effect series dragon age and for swotor which is really weird it says star wars the old republic because there would be no reason for them to start hiring all these positions unless they were making a new game 
Oh man, that is that is so interesting that they wouldn't. That's ambitious as hell to make an MMO in 2022. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like a live service game up against WoW just doing terribly. Um, (laughs) against all these other games that are just live service that aren't that are just tanking. I that's really ambitious. But to your point, Kevin, Knights or um, Star Wars Online or uh, The Old Republic is like the only like online game that's been doing well for a long period of time. They maintain at their worst, they have like 250K to like 400,000 players at a time. And all of a sudden, and every time Mandalorian comes out, a new movie comes out, a new show comes out, all of a sudden their player base bites up like 1 million because everyone's like, I need my fix, including me. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it was a cool rumor. And I, I'm uh, Pete. I'm a huge Star Wars The Old Republic person. I got actually, I'm so passionate that because the last boss was bugged in the, in the, in the expansion, I like rage quit. And I was like, I'm not playing this game ever again. <laughs> and now I keep going on their website. Like, did you patch it yet? Did you patch it yet? <laughs> they fixed I just want to yeah. beat Malgus. Checking um, the forums. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> but, um, um, Pete, please tell everyone where they can find you. Like, go through the list, uh, your shows, your podcasts when they release. Like, no rush. Uh, Let people know because this has been a great conversation. I'm sure people are going to want to hop over and and check you out. I've had a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys reaching out and contacting me. This has been this has been so much fun. I love you know I I I do have a lot of Star Wars conversations, but this one was this one was a a blast. So thank you so much. Um, You can find me on all your social media channels at ATGcast. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, you know. You, the, the YouTubes. I actually have a TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I might give it to my 12 year old daughter to <laughs> try to do something part. with it. Um, Instagram, all that stuff. You can find me there. And that's where Twitter is, as Kevin was referencing before. That's where I'm trying to stay out of trouble, but usually doing that by getting into trouble. <laughs> um, you can visit our website at atgcast.com to find our shows. We have four shows, we drop three a week on Thursdays. You either get Around the Galaxy, which is my show, which is the one-on-one interviews with the people behind the fandom, um, or you'll get Podcast of Wills, which is Nick Milkey, my co-host, and he does those sort of deep dives into what the canon means to the guest, which is a really unique approach and really a lot of fun. On Fridays, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ATGcast, we do a live show called Streaming Star Wars. And we cover the news of the week. And usually, if there's a show on Disney Plus, that dominates the conversation as it should sometimes we have guests but we we kind of call it a sports talk radio of star wars right we kind of approach it that way and then on saturdays you get disturbances in the force in your podcast stream which is just a five minute star wars news show where we just sort of recap the highlights we don't give an opinion on it we just sort of tell you what's going on out there and we put the links in the notes so people can go find the sources themselves but uh that's that's my star wars internet presence we'll put all those links in the show notes we're gonna uh, Paul's gonna get the link from your uh, fan fiction, Phantom Menace novel, specifically for Kevin, me. But yeah, Kevin's gonna read this cover to cover. There's no, oh, yeah, doubt no, in my mind. I want to hear what you have to say about it. I'm gonna be at the gym, like. <laughs> okay, all right. So I just have to just throw that there, Kevin. In in the middle of reps, we're like, Tim, this book's really good. I'm like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> how are you reading? And yeah, how are Tim- you listening to a book and focusing on your reps? He's like, I can't believe Thrawn just did that. What? <laughs> Tim and I go to the gym at 5 a.m. because it's literally the only time we can we can make it. So like I he can't he can't listen to audiobooks. To right. me, it's like one of the only times I can get like a solid hour of of an uh, hour and a half of like an audiobook in. Right. And like, yeah, we'll be I'll be doing reps and I'll be like, dude, I didn't know that. 
and I'm over here trying drunk. to like count. And I'm like, five. He's like, how the hell are you? <laughs> One, like, yeah. two. That like, was just, wild. And he's <laughs> like, what rep are you on? I'm like, 14, 15. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 our, that's our, awesome. our thing with Thrawn. I'm almost. Uh, I should be finishing Thrawn this week, Tim. So if you want to go over it next week, well, no, right, next cool. week we're we'll be a little busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out, Kevin. I should. By the time we're through the Obi Wan celebration stuff, I should be done with the second Thrawn book. So. Uh, uh, second one's good the second one's really really good you keep saying they're all good so like the second one's good it's also zon so like yeah he's he's good i remember him from the old Thrawn what's book, so, so cool just real quick before we end the show what's so cool about thrawn and ascendancy is that ascendancy is just beautifully written so that it just it just dumps you right off into book one and it all just makes perfect sense it's, it's one of those like they had to tell what happens before, and then they went back and told you what happened, and then now it all makes sense. It's just. It's Have you done perfect. the audiobooks so for Thrawn? Yeah, I prefer them. And in fact, one of my favorite things was I was at uh, New York Comic Con. It was the last con I was at before pandemic. So I, New York Comic Con in 19, and now Celebration coming up next week. Um, and I went to the book panel. Again, not really a big book guy, but it was one of the bigger Star Wars panels. And there's this guy with a beard, and they invite him up. I'm like, who the hell is that? And they're like, it's Mark Thompson. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> he reads the the intro or you know a page or two of, a th uh, uh, I guess it was Ascendancy, um, yeah. in Thrawn's voice. And I was like, my God, it's that was so amazing. Because he well, is yeah. Thrawn to me. He and then when Thrawn. I had him on the show, I made him, if you listen to Around the Galaxy, you'll hear him say at the beginning, you're listening to Around the Galaxy as Thrawn, because that is that is it. Told you we should do that to him, Tim, and you were like, no, don't do that. It's gonna bring that. Now I'm gonna I ask thought him he would. I didn't. I didn't think about it. We could ask him now. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him at GCX to do I it. Mean, now we know. Him. Yeah, most definitely. Because we we had him on, and Tim was like trying to get him to do Thrawn, and I didn't want to like push him to do too many voices, so he did Yoda. Because I was like, do your favorite, and just favorites Yoda. And now I'm listening to Thrawn books. I'm like, shit, this is why Tim wanted him to do Thrawn. I because like so his you, you, voice is perfect for like like. When I watched Rebels, when I watched Rebels, I watched Rebels before I read the, the Thrawn books, and he just matches the voice perfectly. And so it's just like, he, it's just Thrawn. It's just Thrawn. And you so have to listen to the uh, the Mark Thompson episode, or you can listen to my my best of episode. I literally, I did sort of a um, behind the actor's studio or inside the actor's studio. I asked mm -hmm. him a question. I was like, so, Mr. Solo, tell me about blah, blah, blah. And he goes into to solo and then i was like all right 3po tell me about oh, whatever dude. and he does oh, a little tim we gotta have mark back on <laughs> <laughs> i'll write the show notes GCX. that's so awesome i love yeah, that i know that's perfect and that's the perfect way to do that too yeah yeah but yeah once once i heard him as thrawn i was like damn it we screwed this one that's up. fantastic like the, the organ music and he's like <laughs> and lieutenant Vonto, and it's so good um yeah <laughs> So, yeah, but we're, we're going to get out of here. We're going to let Pete go. Thank you so much for listening to episode 83 of Star Wars and Scotch. Make sure you follow Pete at ATG Cast on all platforms. Hang out on Friday nights uh, uh, over on YouTube and make sure you're following on the network uh, and, and catching up with all the podcasts, podcasts of the Wills and around the galaxy. You can follow Tim at Darkness429 all over the internet. Make sure you're heading over to his Facebook streams. He's been playing it. Okay, Tim, I got to level with you one second. You uh, forced me to download Blood Hunt because I've been having so much fun with Fortnite No Build. Yeah. Zero build. Okay. Uh, yeah. I yeah. hate admitting that out loud, but I am. Um, <laughs> that I'm like, oh, this is like the edgy Tim, you know, haunted house version of sure, Fortnite. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. We played Uncharted. You know, we went through the entire Uncharted playthrough. So that was. No, I, I want to concentrate on Blood Hunt. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
no i actually had a blast with you uh ending uncharted today because i knew how how awesome that ending was and i was like tim's gonna have so much fun it was so good it was perfect <laughs> so yeah it was, it was a good time hanging out so make sure you head over to fb.gg darkness 429 monday through friday around 9 a.m eastern uh except next friday because tim's gonna be busy oh, recording so an episode busy. with me about yeah. obi-wan so he will be a little bit late next yeah. friday uh because we have to watch two episodes after going to the gym so yeah we won't be busy next week uh pete and i'm sure you'll be covering obi-wan on your uh youtube show on friday night uh next absolutely week as well. yes, actually we you'll will. be a celebration so you well, will be we'll, covering it yeah but we'll be covering all the stuff happening at celebration for that week okay, so yeah. go head over to AT, atgcast.com to cover your to check out your yeah. celebration coverage okay perfect yeah. Um, so do that and me just go to rarejob.co everything i do is over there now if you want to argue with me on twitter you can do kevin exhibition i probably won't answer you though um uh but yeah you can go listen to old episodes of star wars and scotch like i always say like check out all the other shows on our network we got comics uh, uh they just they just had a great interview this week um in uh uh broman uh show as well uh, I think Rukari was his latest guest. He so was. Rukari yeah, Rukari was, was hanging out with Ben. Yeah, one of the hosts oh. of GCX this year. Works for GameStop. Has worked for Xbox in the past. The protege of Major Nelson. He hates when I say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> um, and uh, 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 yeah, go check that out. And all of the other cool shows we have, Coffee and Chill and uh, whatnot. But yeah, RareDrop.co, Star Wars and Scotch. You can tweet us if you want, at Star Wars Scotch, not and, at Star Wars Scotch. Uh, and and uh, ch- uh, check out check out anything we talked about on this episode. And again, ATG cast if you want to uh, uh, argue with Pete on <laughs> He really just no, wants to fine. just. He really loves that you are just so aggressive on Twitter. No, because Pete says <laughs> I'm, what I'm, I'm passive aggressive. And I don't Twitter. have to say it. So that's why I enjoy his Twitter because I don't it. have to be in the crosshairs. He puts himself. <laughs> there. You have a great week. Thank you so much, and we'll see you for episode 84 next Friday for Obi Wan. The first two episodes, and uh, uh, Tim, it's your turn. May the force be with you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.